You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. It wouldn't be a market update show without a sense of how the markets have been performing. And joining me as every other Wednesday is Assassin's David Shapiro to take a look at some of the market movements throughout the day. Good evening, Uncle David. Always happy to speak to you. Did the RAND react to the budget speech? Slightly. <laughs> Not really. It's still 1891. So, um, I, in fact, I found the whole market, there was very little reaction. Uh, property, property stocks went up very slightly. I think that's been a trend that we've been seeing. Some of the retailers went up, but but no overreaction. Trade very very low again in the 14 billion area. So I think from the market point of view, it was a big snooze. Um, you know, nothing in there to get excited about. You know, no investment in the economy. Um, you know, nothing there that's going to kind of change the direction of it. So there might be, I think, the fact that they've gone into the kiddies piggy bank and they've taken a few billion there just to ease some of the pressures, I think uh, also just might have helped the RAND and interest rates very slightly. So nothing, you know, nothing of note. I know you don't like commenting on the budget speech, but you brought it up and yeah. I have to ask you, <laughs> that 150 billion rand that they're digging into on yeah, that GFACRA, we've spoken about this before to say mm. that paper profits are not realized profits. They should be mm. dealt with with extreme caution. Oh. Can you see how we can replenish the 150 billion? Not going to happen. <laughs> that's a straightforward you know, that's, answer. That's a problem. Once you open that box of chocolates, everybody wants to eat from it. So um, it's it's it, for me, that's a deep worry. They've built this up over a long time. Uh, long before um, your time, Jimmy, um, I remember in the dark days of apartheid, of the apartheid government, James Cross defending the RAND. Uh, he, was a re- he was a Reserve Bank governor just almost you know, used reserves and there was absolutely nothing left. And it took a long time to get to where we are today, uh, you know, building up. But as you say, a lot of this is on the gold price, gold reserves, revaluing gold reserves, and also revaluing currency that's tucked away just to offset any crisis that might be there and something, you know, uh, short term maybe, but... uh, um, it's really designed to as an emergency fund. So I get very nervous when they're going to take this kind of money away from you know from the fund because I don't know. You've got to blame the financial mail, and I'm going to see speak to Julieta just now because they're the ones who made it a cover story. And when I saw the cover story, I said, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> yeah. oh no!" You know, you've given them an idea. Oh, that was that. <laughs> Yeah, I'd imagine that wasn't the best idea. One of the other ideas I saw, Uncle David, sorry to interrupt you, was the the, the 2.9 billion rand that they're pulling out of the criminal asset recovery account. This is the first time I'm hearing of this account, but we're we're pulling 3 billion rand from it to fight illegal crimes. And I guess the question then obviously becomes is how much is in that account? I don't know. That's interesting. (laughs) But you you know what, Jimmy? The seriousness of this, and I know we're making light heart of it, is that they're digging all over to try and balance things, you know. And to, and and as the minister said, you know, he wants to make the pie bigger, and that's what we need to do. The only way out is to, you know, to create a bigger pie. And at the moment, I really think we're we're looking under the pillows and look, you know, looking under the <laughs> mattress. Wherever, just to find money and so on. And that worries me. I think the other thing that worries me as well, I find it deeply concerning, is that 
this whole dual pension act. I don't know how to describe it. You've you've probably written down there. You know, where you've got a savings account and a permanent account and you can keep drawing. It's like your access bond, you know. <laughs> your mortgage bond. You can you <laughs> the can two borrow pot more system. if you really need two pot system, yeah. Yeah. I worry about those things because it takes away the discipline. It mm. takes away the discipline of savings. So I think on both counts I'm concerned about it. But you know and and, and and on this other account, you know, the, the reserves, it's not it's not as though they're going to take uh, 50 billion or something. They're taking 150 billion, which is a big, big chunk. All right, admittedly, 100 and then 225s, but it doesn't mean, you know, somewhere down the line that they might not take more. So, yeah. Anyway. As you rightly mentioned, once you open the cookie jar, it's going to be very difficult for them to close it. Let's reflect on some of the things that we do understand, Uncle David. Kumba, down 4%. um, Implats, down 3.6%. Brimstone, 3%. Pick and pay, 3%. Not a very good day for some guys. But Astral, up 4%. And they have had the toughest time with that 2 billion rand in load shedding costs and all of that. How do we reflect on some of these movements? I, th- I think I think on Astral, it's probably a recovery stock. You're going to start seeing things improving uh, on the manufacturing side. I think they've had it so bad it can't get worse. Um, I think the one you know, and and here you are. I'm going to I'm going to reflect on the budget again. What concerns me? You've seen those miners. You know, we see Kumba, we see Anglo Platts, we saw the results, Northern's numbers on that. Now we're looking forward to more, you know, more stress on revenue collections into the new year. And if you read those results, yes, a lot has to do with the fall in commodity prices, but also a lot has to do with unable, and I'm talking now in Kumba's pay, to actually get the iron ore to harbour. Mm. You know, that's a big thing. And they're also laying off people, another worry of what lies ahead. You know, we're seeing that with Anglo Platts as well. To me, that's, you know, this budget that we've spoken about was kind of past and reflecting on what's happened now. You know, but I think when we look ahead, I think it's just going to put more and more stress um, on, on what lies ahead. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a concern. You know, it's a concern and maybe, you know, there's nothing we can do about some of those, those prices, but we can become a lot more efficient. And uh, I think we've got to put a lot more into actually stabilizing this economy. It's, uh, you know, even though we're digging into reserves and making things easier, there's a lot of work we have to do. And whoever wins this election, um, I think, I think you know, people of, this, people of South Africa have got to understand what has to be done just to get us uh, on, even, you know, on an even keel. It's definitely not an easy path that we are going to nah. walk down. Uh, speaking of uneasy paths, uh, Uncle David, I know you like Bytes Technologies. Uh, their subsidiary, mm-hmm. BTG, announced that Neil Murphy, the CEO, is stepping down. What are your thoughts on, on that? I, I don't know the management that well, but they've done well there. Mm. And, you know, they're super well-placed to, uh, um, to take advantage of what's happening in the IT world, you know, companies now positioning themselves. So I don't know Neil personally. Um, I think they've done a wonderful job there in a small way. The market here completely overlooked it. It was at absolute giveaway prices a year ago, over under 80 and I think they're still doing well. So um, I, look, they've had a they've had a long con- you know they've had long consistent good management. So I'm sure that uh, it won't be a serious you know serious issue down the line. Look, they're at a great price here. I never thought I never thought they'd get above 130. So 
Still celebrating. <laughs> Still happy with with the price. How do we, how do we look forward to the next couple of months? We we've got elections yeah. officially announced on the twenty ninth. Uh. You just touched on the fact that any government that comes in at this stage has got their work cut out for mm. them, and we know that our top uh, our companies, our local counters, it doesn't matter which sector or industry you look in, everybody needs some serious reform mm. from a government perspective in order for business mm. to continue to do well. What are your thoughts around how February, March yeah. to May maps out um, because obviously we, we're not going to know what's going to happen with the noise. elections. <laughs> a lot of noise. <laughs> oh, that doesn't I, sound I, good. I think, yeah, it is. You know, I think there are going to be a lot of concerns and a lot of debates about uh, and a lot of promises made by political parties which are not going to be fulfilled. But I think I think it's also going to be dictated by what happens offshore. And, you know, at this stage, I think we're going into a difficult area at the moment. We've had a very good run, you know, uh, from the last quarter of this year into the first few months. And I'm getting a bit concerned about this absolute uh, madness around NVIDIA's results coming through because it's almost impossible to satisfy what the market is going to want. So I think we're going to go into a bit of a difficult flat period for the next month in you know, a couple of months until we get the fed deciding uh, that you know maybe we've got to start reducing rates and that's going to be the next big story so i think brace yourself for nothing being in the next in, in the, you know a lot of politics as well and wait jimmy we got we got trump as well with 110 different court cases overhanging him as well so we're not going to be short of news but i don't know how the market is going to uh, you know, going to take to it. Speaking of so, no shortage of news, uh, Uncle David, uh, I, this I can't let you go without commenting on. Yeah, China bans major institutional investors from selling stocks at the yeah. open or close and plans to track who is shorting. Did we not just speak <laughs> about the Chinese government <laughs> not you, interfering? Just stay away from China. <laughs> you know what I mean? This doesn't Stay this, away from China because... You, the way to play it, and this is the way we've been playing, or I suggest playing it, and uh, is you stay in luxury goods, or you stay in L'Oreal, you know, or you stay in Starbucks, places like that. But don't try and 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 play the Chinese market because that's going to happen. When they start exercising that control, then you know these are desperate measures. You know, desperate, and and that's why I'm saying leave it alone. You cannot participate in a in a, in, a, in a market where there's this kind of authority. You know, don't sell short, don't sell at the opening, don't buy at the, you know. I mean, that's markets. That's what markets are. What happened so to free markets? Absolutely. Just stay away. Mm. And that's going to be difficult for the likes of Naspers and mm. Process because the, the, the impact it'll have on Tencent, whether we mm. like it or not, is going to have a ripple impact on Naspers ah. because we've been told that that decoupling is not going to happen. No doubt about that. You know, that's the worry. Uh, they're never going to get rid of this authoritative attitude or control over what happens to Chinese stocks and the Chinese market and that. So, and this is, you know, it's desperate stuff. <laughs> so look, look elsewhere. You don't have to go to China. Don't but listen, the concept, <laughs> they're there, they're traveling, they're spending. That's what I'm saying. You know, find out what they're spending their money on, what shoes they're buying, you know, which is the latest brand. That's the way, but make sure it's a Western brand. 
<laughs> Nothing in China. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, Uncle David. Thanks so much for the insights. Uh, David Shapiro, Sassman Wealth, joining me to reflect on the market movements throughout the day, uh, the reaction that the markets had or lack of reaction to the budget speech as it was delivered. And as I reflect on that, uh, in the hour or two leading up to the budget speech, we saw the rand touch 18 rand 76 on some exchanges, and now it's back at 18 rand 90 like nothing happened. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.